Yeah, but I could be like the nerdy, the nerdy villain. I'd never be like the buff villain. I'd be like, now I can get all the girls. Cool. <laughs> Alright, are you ready? (laughs) Let's do this. Hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Justin and this is... Andy. 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 Okay. And I'm I'm excited for this episode because I think we both had like long bad weeks and uh, I think... You're like, and and Jeepers, I could go for any alcohol right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think uh, sitting down and having a drink with you will be good because I think we both had kind of similar... Stress. Similarly long weeks just stressors in our life right yeah what are we drinking this week what's the highlight so this is this is a you week you're like let's just drink some campari yeah and in my mind it kind of sounded asian when you said it yeah and then it's not at all it's i should have been Italian. like i should have been like let's drink some campari like maybe <laughs> yeah, that, that would have known yeah with a pizza <laughs> <laughs> okay let's kind of be <laughs> respectful <laughs> Let's start being respectful for the first and time in go. this whole podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm Andy, and this is episode one of Boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're having some Campari, which I've never, I, I don't even know what it was. I've never heard of it, actually. So, uh, Do you still not know what it is? or I did not do any research at all. I was just going to leave it in your lap. Shit. <laughs> okay, so. It's very red, though. Very red. Yes. Like, uh. Yeah, like you emptied out a freezy pop, a red freezy pop. That's kind of what it looks like in my little shot glass here. Yeah, it, it is. It's like obnoxiously red. So it smells a little bit like pickles. What? Give it, <laughs> give it a smell. Okay. Andy has a quarter a quarter cup. I have a, I have a shot glass with my Campari in it, and Andy is using a quarter cup measuring <laughs> spoon. It's um. You don't want to say pickly, but it kind it, of no. Is. It it is pickly. Like in like the pickly kind of herbal vegetal, I don't know, herbal, that's like such pickled. Like a... Let's say pickled, not pickles, but it pickled. definitely has like a pickled smell to it. So we'll, we'll talk about kind of like what's in uh, Campari in a little bit, but I think that might be sort of what is, um, oh man, what a strong smell, you know? Do you, now are you getting- Not what I expected at all. No. <laughs> are you are you getting kind of like a little bit of a citric sort of? In terms of like almost like a citric zest, but it's like very bitter, isn't it? A mm-hmm. perfect way to round out the week. A bitter drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to take a little yeah. sippy now. Yeah, I'm going to take a little sip. Wow. From when it hits your tongue to it hits the back of your throat, two very different tastes. Yeah. This is like in line in weirdness with absinthe and fernet branca. Yeah. So when it hit my tongue, I was like, wow, I was expecting bitter. This is sweet. Mm-hmm. And then as I swallowed it, I was like, wow. Back to bitter. Super bitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right when you sip it, it's very sweet. Like a sweet vermouth kind of. Yeah. And then, woo, that is almost undrinkably bitter. Like for <laughs> yeah. drinking straight. <laughs> so, and, and and in terms of like Campari, well, we're going to try two drinks today uh, that have Campari in it. Sorry. Campari. There we go. Okay. There we go. So we're going to try two drinks with Campari in it. And, um... <laughs> Um, yeah, like well, let's let's just get right into it. Let's get into the classic. We'll talk a little bit about what Campari is, but let's start with a classic Negroni, right? Yeah. So here we go. We made a Negroni, and um, you know, a classic garnish would be like an orange twist or or like uh, you know a slice of orange. I threw a couple of uh, small like little mandarins in there, like a little oh, like nice. ch- quarter chunk. So let's see how it is. So <laughs> <laughs> interesting. What do you think about it? Well, I'm glad we sipped the uh, Campari because I can definitely taste Campari. Mm-hmm. 
Can you taste the gin in it? I can't. And luckily for the vermouth, that kind of like dulls the bitterness a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that gives it a little sweet because we're using, there's sweet vermouth in it. But vermouth has has its own like spiciness and sort mm-hmm. of bitterness to it, in my opinion. So, but you're right. Like if it was just Campari and gin, I would think personally undrinkable. But. <laughs> yeah. But Interesting. I, <laughs> this does, this does remind me of a more bitter dry drink, like an old fashioned or something like that. It has like, it like tends to be on the bitter side. Yeah. But this is like, this is bitter to a new level. This know? is very bitter. So uh, a little history about the Negroni before we even get into Campari. Weird. Okay. It looks like, I mean, this is like the kind of classic cocktail history. Like, oh, I mean, the most, it's like, it's very unknown where it was covered from. You know, like uh, sources say, but sources do say that it was first mixed in Florence, Italy at Cafe Cassoni, <laughs> which, uh, but it was formerly called Cafe Giacosa. Sorry, I just kicked a trash can. I <laughs> I Italianed too hard. So there's a Count, Count Camille, uh, Camilo Negroni. So he asked the bartender to strengthen his favorite cocktail, the Americano, um, by adding gin rather than the normal soda water. So he took something that was probably pretty tasty, and then he was like, add more booze to it. And then that's where he got the Negroni from. And then also the bartender added an orange garnish rather than the typical lemon garnish to signify that it was a different drink. This is this is from Wikipedia, but the source from Wikipedia, which I love, I love Wikipedia because it actually does tell the source. Well, the source is um, from New York Times and San Francisco Chronicle, and on the trail. I'm sorry, La Vera Storia del Cocktail Negroni on the trail of the Count. Um, the true story of the Negroni cocktail. Posted, so it was made for a count. Yes. Ah, do you ah. do you imagine most counts as like slightly vampiric? Um, I mean, he looks. Like the high collar trench coat type oh, count. Yeah, he looks. I mean, he he's a general. Oh, a general and a count. Yeah. So what is the americano that he changed? So the Ameri- the americano is three centiliters of Campari. Centiliter. I mean, three centiliters is an ounce, um, and then one ounce of red vermouth, and then a splash of soda water. Really, that's weird. I don't. Hmm. Wonder how that would be. I would think pretty good, honestly. I think the soda water would make would dull the bitterness even more. You said dull or add. I would dull. think that the I would think that the carbonation would add to the bitterness. Really? Like have you ever tried a flat Coke or flat Pepsi? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like much sweeter in my opinion. Interesting. So um the Negroni in in description, when people described the Negroni, one of the first reports came from Orson Wells, um, <laughs> when he was working with the Kashokton Tribune working in Rome in nineteen forty seven. And he described a new drink called the Negroni. I mean, that's 1947. That is 30 some odd years or almost 30 years after General hmm. Negroni. You wonder if like a, a cocktail origin is just so boring that they decide to just like float a couple random rumors out there to mm-hmm. like convolute its history. Yep. Like, And he was on a horse when he made it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. So Donnie Benet, one of my favorite musicians, has a song called Negroni Summer. Oh, wow. It's got like really good saxophone in it. So Andy, the suspense is killing me. What is in Campari? Oh man, I'm so I'm so glad you asked. It's artificially colored. It says so on the back. Mm-hmm. So Campari is considered a bitters. Did you know that? Yeah, it says so on the bottle. It just says bitters. Uh, so in Campari, it's it's got a bunch of herbs and fruit. Okay, so they don't tell you everything, but of those herbs include chinoto, which is an orange tree. So 
it's a fruit tree that looks like just typical oranges, and the oranges are very bitter. So cinotto, because they are Italian. So let's go with that. And then cascarilla. Oh, wow, interesting. Um, so it's been naturalized in other, so it's native to the Caribbean. Uh, and then it's been naturalized to other tropical regions of the Americas. So this is a modern liqueur in terms of, I mean, obviously we knew it was like, you know, pre-1919, but they weren't just using like Italian sources for, for bitters and for the yeah. Um, for herbs. So it was invented in 1860 by Gaspari Campari in Novara, Italy. And it was originally colored with carmine dye, which carmine dye is made from bugs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So it's made from uh, hemipterans. A hemipteran is like a true bug. So those are like your leaf-eating bugs. Not a fake bug? Not a fake bug, Justin. You know what a fake bug is? A spider. Those aren't real, those aren't real bugs. We've already been over those. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This bitter is really making me bitter, man. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so they, they, oh my gosh, they discontinued the use of carmine in 2006. So up till 2006, if you had Campari, uh, there was a good chance that it was made of crushed bugs for at least, <laughs> at least for the colors. Yeah. I wonder why they color it. I don't know. I mean, I have no clue, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this was certainly made during the time of, you know, kind of medicinal bitters. botanical i mean like and and i think with that and like with the development of kind of these types of medicines also came with a lot of cocktails cool so this drink is equal parts campari vermouth and gin and we used different types of gin you used plymouth i used plymouth i used uh roku gin which i've never actually had before it's been sitting on my shelf for probably i don't even know almost a year maybe Hmm. it's japanese gin uh, have you tried it just alone or what? I have not. I'm not saying like like you're alone and you're just drinking. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm not. you haven't like t- taken a little sippy. But this is, it smells like, oh, it just smells like a garden. That's um, awesome. This is so different from the other gins just because it has Japanese botanicals in it. Yeah. So it's got sakura flower and sakura leaf, sancho pepper, yuzu peel, sencha tea, and gyokuro tea. Wow. This, this is, is a very bitter drink. It's like sitting in my mouth. It's like growing bitterness. on. Bitterness. I, I want to say that the Negroni is like typical of a more of a warmer time, though, in terms of like time of the year to have it. Would you think so? Like when would you? Don't don't give me the day of the week that you would drink this, other than specifically this Friday, and it's kind of well deserved. This after Friday. a long after a long bad week, yeah, <laughs> I want a Negroni. This bitter pill. Well, this is making me wonder: Does the flavor of a cocktail depend on mood? Like, if you're happy, do you want like a Caribbean drink, like a pina colada or something. And then if you're angry, do you want like an old fashioned or a Negroni? Like does bitter match with bitterness? <laughs> I think so. Like, I feel like you're not going to be like, I hate this world. I'm going to drink an apple teeny. You know what I mean? Says you, man. <laughs> Sometimes I like to watch the world burn with an apple teeny. <laughs> <laughs> Pinky raised as I watch the fires burn. Yeah. This, it's funny too. Cause like, Usually when people are like, oh, yeah, I want some of the hard stuff. Like, this is kind of the hard stuff for me, yeah. you know? Like, and, and then maybe just, like, really crappy whiskey. But if, like, I don't know. When you see, like, people, like, pounding stuff and, like, having, like, a yucky face, like in, like, mm-hmm. movies, I could do a shot of whiskey and not make a yucky face, yeah. you know? If, I, I kind of yeah. make a yucky I, I agree with, I, like, I, the bad. Like, if I'm in a really good mood, I'll pull out my, like, good whiskey. Yeah, exactly. If I'm just like, this is a horrible day, give me a shot of whiskey. I'll just like my lowest shelf. Like but, if I get if I get shit can next week, I'm probably getting a Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm like if I'm like 
feeling like woohoo i'll probably like make a, like a nice sweet cocktail if yeah. i'm like this is a you know like not this is a, a red letter day. Great day like yeah. not a great day i'm not gonna like whip up a caribbean cocktail you know no. you're not gonna like whip up a margarita and then you'll be like do i need salt on the rim and be like no my tears will do that it's <laughs> salty enough <laughs> <laughs> was that dark or whatever <laughs> yeah, that's good <laughs> We've talked about crying in margaritas, I think, several times on this show. <laughs> are, you, are you shitting me? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, who is this? Who's this drink for? I can't figure it out. Like, my, I think my tongue is confused because it's a very even sweetness in the beginning to absolute bitterness at the end. Yeah. Like, from start to finish. It's, it's a, a very stark change, which is just kind of weird. But that bitterness like stays there on the back of your tongue and in your throat. I just it's kind of like a thick bitterness. Yeah, it's it it cuts it cuts through almost everything and lingers. So why did you buy Campari? Because you said you already had it, which is why you wanted to do the episode. So turns out we didn't. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and why did I buy it? Because Kalen put it on our list. It it it's been a while since we we like I haven't been to a liquor store since COVID really started picking up in november and so can't well it's a good thing because i remember like before that i think you stocked up pretty well <laughs> cut that don't make me sound like an alcoholic <laughs> uh, you were uh really treating yourself there for a bit there, but... <laughs> i think i saw you with the grocery cart <laughs> usually everyone's kind of like a little hand a little hand uh bag thing but uh uh, okay, hold on. So here, here's someone from thetab.com. There's like a little This is like, going to hit me, actually. Nice. I think the next I mean, it's all, it's a, everything in here is alcoholic, so yeah. it's a pretty strong drink. So th- someone wrote, drinking Negroni goes like this. You order it audibly. It comes in a weighty crystal tumbler straight out of a scene from Mad Men, and all the girls look over as if you're a musty Italian sauntering out for your nightly aperitivo. Musty Italian? <laughs> yeah, what a... You're like sure. kind of like wet and moldy. I guess <laughs> the taste. The three ingredients may have been swapped out for salt, vinegar, and bleach. Sw- Wait, what? <laughs> Swilling one round my mouth reminds me of mouthwash, partly because of the uncomfortable burn and partly because of the immediate urge to spit it out. How is everyone else sipping them with straight faces? There's a fifty-eight percent increase in the number of twenty-five to forty-four-year-olds drinking Campari in the last four years. But it sounds like it's just to like impress people, like the make sure you order it audibly. Negroni, please. Negroni me. Why are you yelling? (laughs) I want everyone to know. Dude, I I bet um, I bet speakeasies just churn out Negronis. How many people do you think order a Negroni because of it being in a show or because of its popularity, but have no idea that it's like a bitter drink? I've never seen Mad Men, but I'm assuming because of that thing you just read, that he drinks Negronis on there, or someone does. I don't know. Let's see. So I'm assuming people go out and order Negronis to be cool, and then they're like, oh, no. They're like, can <laughs> I get my money back on this one, sir? I'm a madman. A little a little sugar. <laughs> I was a madman for ordering this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess he, uh, yeah, I guess he drinks the Negroni. Well, that's, that's, yeah, clearly, that's clearly why it's gained popularity. Yeah, that show is really, really popular. Plus, John Hamm is awesome. He's pretty cool. What... Do you say about getting into that next drink? I'm very excited for the next drink, actually. Just one, right? We're just doing one, right? Dude, you're going to play yeah, D&D all one. night. 
I might actually, uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Like after the snack down or what? No, like after the break. Dude, I swear to God, if you get into crocheting, I'm going to be pretty pumped. Remember I said I had warm gloves for tomorrow? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm making them tonight. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about how warm they were, like, and you were just like selling it. You were just like, oh, they're warm all right. Crafted to protect, uh, protection? <laughs> Perfect. My brain. Is strong drinks. My brain is so scrambled after this week, yeah. This week was the worst. And here's a bitter way yeah. to get out of it. Drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But see, now that we're in a, like a slightly better mood because of that first drink, I think it's time to get into something a little bit sweeter. Ooh. I, th- I like the order then. The, or- yeah. the order wasn't on purpose, but maybe we should move in that kind of like that uh, purposeful direction. I'm feeling direction. slightly less bitter, right? Yeah. So we ingested bitter and we're less bitter now. It's a double negative. Well, snack down. We're going to see you in a bit. And guess what? We're going to come back with a very good drink. Yeah, it sounds really, really good. So we will be back. And uh, yeah. We miss you already? <laughs> I kind of miss, I uh, I miss Andy. So Yeah, I miss you too, man. I haven't really sat down with you since October. That sucks. Kind of. Well, I think we're going to, well, we'll talk about it in a bit. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back in a little bit with a little bit of a sweeter drink and a sweeter attitude. Hell summer. See you in a bit. Bye. Yeah, bye. And we're back. That was like harmonized, kind of. Was it? No. You'll probably like. You'll probably like listen back to it and be like, "Whoa, that was bad." (laughs) (laughs) So this was pink. I didn't expect that. Did you? Um, I don't know. Sure. Ours looked the same. It's like pink with a little, yeah, uh, a little, little foamy fuzz hat. A little foamy guy there. A little foamy hat, yeah. I would probably attribute that to the juices. Like the... I think pineapple juice, one shaken, gets a little foamy. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is very pineapple-y. Yeah, so let's uh, get into this mm-hmm. one. Oh, oh yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be making <laughs> this more often. <laughs> Hell yeah, happy Friday, buddy. <laughs> this is fantastic. Ah. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Yum. So what what do you like about this? This is kind of like a new, I don't know, maybe a new favorite. Really? So what we're drinking, this is a Jungle Bird. And this has, from top to bottom, it's got rum. It has... Campari. Campari, obviously. (laughs) It has pineapple juice, Mm -hmm. lime juice, and simple syrup. Is that it? Yeah. I, I would say, I think my favorite part is, I think the Campari bitterness plays really well with the pineapple. Yes, 100%. The rum kind of adds like a little bit of like an earthiness to it, you know, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. And then I think the lime is just, I think it also balances. I would say they all, it all goes really, yeah. I can taste it all. Yeah. And I, it all goes really well together. Wow. Like I, I bet I'm going to get a text from Kalen because I made her one too. And it has been a long week for her too. Just, um, just parenting, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet she's going to get a text or send a text that just says, wow, it's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Uh, I would order this at a, at a bar. When jungle bird, please. Yes. <laughs> when in the jungle, bird. <laughs> What's funny is, uh, so I, we looked this up on liquor.com, and at the bottom, it uh, it says, uh, related recipe, Italian bird. Really? So I'm going to look at it right now. Aged rum, Campari, sherry, honey water, and salt. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> With a garnish of a pineapple. Weird. Uh, Weird. What came first? I don't know. 
But the Jungle Bird is a 1970s cocktail. It dates back to 1970s when it was served as a welcome drink to visitors of the former Kuala Lumpur Hilton, which opened in 1973. The cocktail was crafted by Jeffrey Ong inside the hotel's aviary bar, hence the drink's name, and the Jungle Bird is said to have been served inside a porcelain bird-shaped vessel. Oh, interesting. You know where Kuala Lumpur is? Where? Malaysia. Oh, interesting. Would you have guessed that? No. (laughs) That's great, right? The Jungle Bird made its recipe book debut in 1989 when it appeared in The New American Bartender's Guide by John J. Poister. It was later cataloged in Jeff Beechamberry's book Intoxica in 2002. Stop. His name is Jeff Beechamberry? The Beecham is in quotes, so that must be his like nickname. Oh, oh, what a weird-ass nickname. Beach Bum. I, I read that wrong. Beach Bum. Okay. It's Jeff Beach Bumberry. So that's worse. It's Beach Bum Berry. Jeff Beach Bum Berry's book Intoxica. I don't like that either. <laughs> All right. You can't be called like Jeff Beach Bum Berry. Hey, guys, it's me, Jeff Beach Bum Berry. And then like come up with a book and be like, yes, it's called Intoxica. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he, yeah. He's kind of, like, are, like, are you going to listen to, <laughs> are you going to listen to Margaritaville? What crowd are you reaching to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just kind of all over the place. There's like the <laughs> New York City nightclub life with Intoxica and then like the surfer beach crowd. Yeah. With Beach Bum. He's trying to reach all of them. Like secret, like secret club Intoxica. Oh, have you heard yeah. about Intoxica? Well, you have to get invited to it, but, and then he's like, <laughs> I stand away. <laughs> Despite the drink's popularity in Malaysia and its recipe having been recorded for posterity, the drink took a few decades to gain traction outside of its home country. But today, the Jungle Bird is a fixture on tiki bar menus and cocktail bars. It's great. And it has even inspired the names of bars in multiple cities, including New York and Sacramento. So, for those of you who are listening, you guys are listening, right? It has (laughs) two. Yes, you and the other one, <laughs> Lev and the other anonymous person. We love, we love you guys. It's Lev. Okay, we're talking to Lev and Leah here. Okay, Lev and Leah. It has a, this. This drink has a very familiar feel of just kind of like your normal rum-based and tropical fruit cocktail. And then I think what really balances things out, which is never, which I've never tasted before, is sort of that real bitter citric zest flavor. I feel like with a lot of tropical drinks, they tend to be a little bit too sweet to have. I mean, they're good, but yeah. they tend to have a little bit too much sweetness, especially for like everyday consumption. Not that you're drinking cocktails every day, but you really have to be in the mood for that kind of a sweet cocktail. But I feel like the bitterness really blends well with that sweetness and kind of, I don't know. This So the Campari adds this, in my opinion. It tastes like you made the drink without the Campari as is, but instead of squeezing fresh lime juice in, you blended the lime juice and then strained everything. And yeah. and it just like, cause it's just has that bitterness from like a, almost like a rind. It's crazy, but it's very, yeah. It kind of has like good. a, almost like a cranberry bitterness without the cranberries. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Mm. This is what I needed. <laughs> this is, I would say, I don't know if it's just because I've had some drinks. This is what the Wayne ordered. This is what the Lev ordered. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of my snack down favorites, I think. I'd agree. If you're if we're comparing like tropical drinks, all the drinks we've had with pineapple, you know, yeah. which has been a lot. I think this is one of my tops. This is delicious. It's certainly surprising. I, I, I really didn't I was trying to put two and two together. Or maybe I maybe I don't even think about cocktails before we drink them. 
You know, because why do it? Because I feel like we've just been surprised so much that it's like, let's just go into this with like just totally open eyes. And I think we did that. I feel like a lot of the last minute cocktails are some of the best mm-hmm. because this was this whole episode is kind of last minute, pulling back the curtain a little bit. Don't. But this this jungle bird was <laughs> <laughs> this jungle bird was really last minute. Let's, let's and, talk. Uh, let's talk about last week versus this week. <laughs> last week, you like literally like partitioned just everything. <laughs> and like got everything ready and you're like here andy we're gonna nurse you back to health and then like this week i'm just like it was like 10 a.m and you're like what are we drinking today and i'm just like shit i don't know <laughs> here's a I mean, I knew it was here's also I knew here's it. a good debate too and he's like let's do a drink and i'm like what we did a drink last week and he's like did we smoothies don't and, uh, count so then it brought up the uh debate of whether smoothies are food or drink which, i mean uh, they're drink but they're more um i guess they're drink but they're made of food yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we put spinach and we're putting strawberries and bananas. So, I don't know. I also don't know. But I guess all drinks are made of food. What about water? Except water. <laughs> <laughs> and like a bunch of other stuff. I don't know. Like milk? Everything else is like the juice of something. Is milk made of food? I mean, but milk is also the base of cheese and cream. Okay, but I'm saying is it's food though, right? Milk no. is not. I guess milk's not. Milk and water. What about a You're co- breaking what my about, theory what down? What about coconut milk? But it's from a coconut. That's food. Uh, yeah, That's but what it's, I'm saying but it's, most. No, no, most no, no, no. Drinks. Coconut milk is separate. Are made and is, from coconut milk is just encapsulated by food. Food is the shell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, what are we doing tomorrow, Justin? Yeah, so me and Andy to. Uh, That's me crush our dystopian week and make it a little more hopeful we're gonna we're gonna trek into the wilderness and do a hike in the woods yeah so we're gonna do about it's almost eight miles i think yeah it's like seven and a half or eight miles almost eight miles um it is very snowy here would you agree yeah so i'm kind of excited for it because i mean if you're gonna hike in the woods in the winter it's best to do it when there's snow i think because then it's at least like good to look at because as much as i hate the cold i think the snow is beautiful so yeah and i'm all prepared because i uh you know i've got my warm stuff went out and bought some new gloves socks and hat so (laughs) i do love me some uh warm or uh, new new socks i mean such a good so i i really like shifted in the last couple years as to like how i go about purchasing things Uh (laughs) uh-huh and did you uh, just like research the hell out of stuff and then now you're just kind of like willy-nilly i would always go with the cheapest route before uh and since I've been, I think it's because of where I work, I work in furniture, but I've seen cheap versus good. And then I, I've realized spending more up front on something that will last is better. Typically. Buying something cheap that then you'll have to rebuy again in a few years. And I think that's how I've gone about everything. I've always bought cheap. Same. You know, like my gloves, I'm like, oh, $50 versus $14, i will get these fourteen ninety nine ones. And then they're not very, very good, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I went out and bought some really good stuff, and then I was like, oh, man, these prices. But then I'm like, well, these should last me a long time, and they're going to be good. Yeah, I've definitely um, I've definitely moved away from just buying the cheapest. I'm trying to think of, like, what I buy the cheapest of still, though. Well, it's funny because on some things, like electronics and stuff, I've always done my research and bought and right. bought. And I've bought the best I could. Yeah. But on other things, like clothes or household things... I'll just like get the cheapest thing I can get that I need at that at that moment. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like things I care about, I'll do the research. Things that I need, but I don't really care about, I'll get the cheapest one because I need it at that moment. But now I'm like, if, really? If something like it's worth feels, spending the extra bucks. If something like feels like stupidly cheap, though, I'm yeah. likely not going to get it, especially yeah. at this point in my life. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I bought some nice triple thermal insulated gloves that are like super warm. Yeah. And they were like sixty bucks, nice. which in the past, if I saw that, I'd be like, nope, I'll get these ten dollar ones. That are have like no insulation and are cold and they're like. But I'm thinking to myself, gloves are gonna last me. It's not like next year I'm gonna need new gloves. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got gloves that have lasted me like five or six years. Yeah. And it is way. It's way too cold for way too long around here to not have good gloves. To to skimp on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so a I went- wise man, Todd, said a different person, maybe Scandinavian person, said. There's no bad weather, there's bad clothing. Yeah, my boss says that all the time. I think about that all the time as I'm putting clothes on to go outside. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. But <laughs> I went uh, I went out, and I really wanted to get that hipster climbing woodsy Carhartt beanie. Yes. I couldn't find it. I, can, I think they were all out. I can lend you mine. So I got right, a oh. Patagonia hat. You got a Patagucci hat? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you really wanted the Carhartt, huh? I did. You know there's a Carhartt store at Destiny, right? I was at Destiny, but I was in Dick's. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? There's it's l- not a Carhartt store in Destiny. Uh, Google it right now. <laughs> really? Yes. Hold on. Let's, uh, nope, let's turn this into a small little snack down phone call. Okay. Um. Uh. Yep. Yeah, I was just wondering. This. So this is Carhartt at Destiny. Yep. Okay. What time are you guys open till? Uh. Seven. Okay. All right. Well, yep. thank you very much, and stay safe and healthy. Okay. Yeah. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Huh. <laughs> Foiled. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that there. I have. You should have asked the expert, bud. <laughs> so I recommend that. Uh, so we're gonna go uh, head up a place called Tinker's Falls in uh in central New York. And there's like a big loop, and I think it's called the Tinker's Falls Spruce Pond Loop. It's like seven something miles, and uh, we should bring yeah, snacks, right? I'm gonna bring a shit ton of gummies. Should. Just bring some Campari or something. Yeah, we should bring some bourbon, huh? I don't have a flask or anything though. I have to bring it in like a Ziploc. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I guess I'm just asking you. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, just gonna like. Um, you like poke a small hole in it and you're just like sucking on it like a ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring like a surgical glove and, uh, <laughs> I'll poke a hole in a finger yeah. <laughs> and I'll milk the bourbon out. <laughs> Don't say milk the bourbon. <laughs> Don't say that. So here's an imaginings. So I had a dream. This is another one of Justin's dreams. Dreams. So if you've listened to episode 20, which is way back, Wayne, yeah. he's bald. That was 20. That was episode 20? Yeah. Dude, so can, Wayne, you, can you imagine, hold on, can you imagine his mom committing to a podcast and being on a podcast internationally for her because she's from Canada on episode 20? What like a freshman year commitment. Right? Exactly. Okay, go on. So Wayne, if you've seen a picture of him or know him, he's bald. He's power bald. He, he rocks it well. Yeah. So in this dream, though, there was a Wayne that had, like, a bob haircut 
that was down to his like chin. Okay, I'm picturing that. I don't. <laughs> and I don't like everything. It. <laughs> all he said throughout this dream, anytime he would look at something that there was a lot of something, he would compare it to how much hair he had on his head. Like, say it snowed a lot. He's like, "Wow, there's a lot of snow out there. That's like almost as much as hair as I have on my head." <laughs> Like multiple times. That's all I remember is any time you would refer to something as a large quantity. You had a dream was... about this? <laughs> what the hell's going on in your brain, man? It's yeah, the stress. So. <laughs> it's the stress of this crazy week. Yeah. Well. So I'm smelling the straight Campari again. Yeah. Very pickly. It smells like pickles. Is it like dilly? Very dill. I wouldn't say it's very dill. It's so weird, though. It doesn't smell like it tastes at all. Right. So if you're just smelling it, it smells herbal without being sweet. Like the sweet and the herbal flavors are completely separated. Then when you taste it, it's sweet, it's herbal, it's bitter smelling. Then when you add it to something, then it kind of just has rindy bitterness. Yeah. That, that's how I would say it. And Very much of a bitter rind. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, man, that second drink. First of all, that second drink hit. So good. Yeah, I want another one, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to drive and not just play D&D in like a semi-buzzed uh, stupor, um, then you should probably not. <laughs> so um, we should yeah. well, let's coordinate tonight and then maybe like early, early tomorrow and just like what we're bringing. But I mean, I think the biggest things that we should be bringing are water. I want to be frozen though. Are you saying we should? Are you saying we shouldn't bring water? No, we should bring water. I yeah, I'm, I'm. I actually convert. I think that we should bring warm water because what we can do, you know, when we start running out of water, if we start with warm water, we can add snow to it, and then it can just be like lukewarm water, and then oh, wow. add more snow, and then it's cooler water and cold water. It's very very scientific. It makes sense though, right? So you're a scientist, kind of. No, like, no, what, not uh, at all. Like, no, 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 let's just break. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> so there's something in rainwater, bacteria-wise, right, that's not, like, super healthy. Like, you couldn't live off rainwater. Why not? It's like a, if you're in the woods, it's good if you'd have no water. But if you have access to clean water, you shouldn't drink rainwater, right? Because there's some sort of bacteria in rainwater, correct? Dude, I don't freaking know. Where'd you learn that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because rainwater is snow, basically. Yeah? Yeah, so I'm just wondering. Are, are you saying, like, because it's, like, uh, like distilled water, essentially? Well, I've heard that rainwater isn't as clean. Uh, like, are you you're talking about, like, you're literally just opening your mouth and drinking water from the rain, or? Like, if you were catching rainwater and drinking it as your water. With your mouth. Is rainwater healthy to drink? So this says... The issue is rainwater buckets. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? You wouldn't just like have, I mean, because that, at that point, that's still water. And I'm not saying distilled water. I'm saying still water. Like, that's just like a cesspool for bugs so this and bacteria. Is on cdc.gov, which is pretty legit. <laughs> uh, you don't need rain, to clarify that with people. Rain can wash different types of contaminants into water you collect. For example, bird poop on your roof could end up in your water barrel or tank. Well, that makes sense. Rainwater can carry bacteria, parasites, viruses, and chemicals that could make you sick, and it has been linked to disease outbreaks. From bird poop. (laughs) So I guess it depends on where you collect your rain. 
Look, here's the thing, Justin. So if you're collecting in a field, like straight from a cloud to a bucket, that's probably good. But if uh, you're in like straight a, from a cloud to your mouth, I don't know what's in the bucket, man. That's true. Like a, a clean bucket. But if you're <laughs> anywhere where drippage could occur, I think uh, <laughs> like trees or roofs, there's a there's a potential for bacteria or contamination. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. All right. So which Campari cocktail was your favorite? Uh. It's a it's a tough no it's the second one dude <laughs> yeah the second one was amazing I'm definitely gonna make that again um, several times maybe <laughs> the first one I don't know how I feel about it I think it was just a little bit too bitter I'd actually kind of want to try an americano yeah I guess I don't know I mean because like because they basically just swapped out like booze for the club soda right like all the bitter like gin isn't typically like a bitter drink in my opinion mm-hmm so it, I think it would just be more bitter, less boozy, yeah. but just more bitter. I, I feel like the simple syrup and the pineapple in the second one really helped mm-hmm. the Campari. Yeah. And I don't think the vermouth did much for it other than add a little bit more sweetness. Because vermouth, like we said, is sweet, but it also has its own kind of dry bitterness to it also, even though it is sweet. Yeah. I mean, all wine, because vermouth is wine, has a little bit of tannins and bitterness of its own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to do that. So I texted, <laughs> I texted Todd and I said what we're doing tomorrow. And I go, I know it's a late invite, so I apologize. He goes, skis or snowshoes? The snow is deep. And I go, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I, I really need to like blow off steam just like in the form of just hiking, you know? Yeah, I think both of us had a long week. And I think, for me at least, we've talked about how I like, after I walk in nature, I'm more inspired lyrically. Yeah. I think is it, also... Is it intra-hike lyrics or what? Because, I mean, I will shut up if you need me to. I think it's just, I don't know, just getting away from the box that I live in and man-made... Like, I think about this often, but... Concrete jungle, brother. I got you. On a daily basis, if you're talking about your normal week, I mean, you live out in the country, so this is different for you. But, I mean, everywhere you go is on man-made surfaces. You're either in a building or you're on a pavement. Yeah. You're on a sidewalk. You're in a car. Even when you go to the park, there's sidewalks and pavement. Yeah. And it's, like, very rare that you divert your course into, like, soil and grass and woods. So, I don't know. Sometimes just to, like, untangle my brain, it's better to just, like, go off of, like, this man-made concrete plaster glass jungle and get into, like, woods and trees and... Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the main reasons I like hiking, especially, like, into the mountains, is it just, like, gets me out of that, like, man-made funk into back into nature and, like, reconnecting and, I don't know, it, like, smooths out the wrinkles in my brain. Uh, you don't want a smooth brain, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth Smooth brain isn't a compliment. (laughs) You just said you weren't a scientist, so. (laughs) Fuck off. If you have a problem with Justin saying that, or if you think he's incorrect, please call in to our number at 315-313-5456. But yeah, I think these cocktails were good. I like, I think Campari is interesting, and I, I'm interested to try more uh, Campari cocktails that have a sweeter element to them. Yes. Because that second one was so good, I think there's other ones I could like investigate and find that are better. I think they have, I think 
the Campari has to have a sweet counterpart for me to like it. I, I think you and I are decidedly not bitter aperitif drinkers. Yeah, I tried because like back when we got the Fermenet Branca, you know, it's called like a bartender's handshake if you just have like straight Fernet Branca. And I wanted to be like cool and drink Fernet Branca. So I poured myself like a finger of Fernet Branca one night. It wasn't, uh, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think the bartenders yeah, even enjoy it. I think bitter plays well with sweet. Yes. I think they complement each other well. But bitter and bitter? And bitter and bitter is no. And bitter and dry? Like, if it's just dry and bitter, which I think the first drink was, more dry, bitter. Also no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that was the best pairing with pineapple. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, pineapple is very, very sweet. And acidic. And If you're talking about fruit, pineapple is just, when you're comparing it to, like, apples and oranges and citrus and strawberries, uh, pineapple is just the most... I think strongest. And when you put pineapple with other things, usually pineapple is the thing that comes out most because it's which, just so strong. Which it did in this drink, but Yeah. But I think the this of all the pineapple drinks we've had, mm-hmm. the Campari paired so well with it to make the sweetness a little bit bitter and it uh it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was I was pleasantly surprised by the second drink. Well, I mean, I thought we, I knew it was going to be good. It had it had a lot of the like the right ingredients, you know. I didn't know how a Campari was going to blend with it. Um, Negroni. Kalen is such a. I, mean, I, I was downstairs with Kalen. I was like, "You like Negronis, right?" And she's like, "That's all I drink with Campari." <laughs> it's like that's like a thing. <laughs> it's right? it's weird that that's the most popular drink to me. Yeah, just because I feel like bitter drinks are less popular than sweet drinks. Yes, but she'll just sit around on a. Snacker day night and sip on a Negroni. Maybe More- that means she has a lot of bitter weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for our hike tomorrow. Everyone, yeah, thanks for your continued uh, listenership. And also um, thanks for you know being a Patreon supporter if you support us on Patreon. Just keeps the lights yeah. on. Just, I mean, we, I think we're definitely in the red uh, for this show. It's it's time and and uh, money well spent hanging out with you, Justin. Um, yeah. But it just kind of helps, you know. It just helps it a little bit. So we do we do genuinely appreciate everyone uh, contributing on yeah, Patreon. everyone that supports, and we're gonna hopefully do more snack bites for those that do support. This is a little uh, thank you. So we have another one coming out soon. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah. maybe we turned a portion of our hiking adventure into a little snack bites. We can try. Yeah, it's yeah, just gonna be reports. us going. <laughs> So if you're cool with that. And if, to- and if Todd's there, I told you you should have worn snowshoes or skis. <laughs> no, Todd. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, you want to take us away? Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find more episodes just like this one on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash snackdown. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a suggestion. You can leave us a funny story, whatever you want, uh, at 315-313-5456. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And have a great week, I guess. Don't only just tell your friends. Make them listen. You know what I mean? Really, Really force it upon them. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, that's the best way to spread the, spread the snack down. Yes.
forced listening. Yes, forced listenership. Okay, we'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Beefer? I don't an know. industry term. Don't call my wife a beef. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see.